0: Well, 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 good morning, good people. How are you out there? This is 626 AM here on the East Coast. I've been away for a few days, but I am back. Did you miss me? Well, I missed you. Here we are. 525,600 minutes in a year, and this is February 22nd. Already, time does not stop. Well, I hope that this morning you are well-blessed and in your right mind. I awake with a heart of thanksgiving, with a heart full of joy. And I'm grateful to my creator for awakening me another day to give me another chance to try to get this thing right. I want to thank you for choosing to... Subscribe to this podcast. I also want to thank my sponsors. Thank you so very much. It is greatly appreciated. And if you happen to just be going down the list and you said, you know, I'm going to give this guy a chance today, I'm going to listen to his podcast, see what he has to offer the world. I do appreciate it. There's so many great voices out there, so many people doing so many wonderful things in the world to make a change. Now, I always said that I, you know, I really don't want to get uh, very political uh, in this situation here. I just want to address one thing and I'm go- not going to single out any one individual, even though I would really love to. There's something about being an African-American man on this journey. And there's so many definitions of what manhood is and when do you actually become a man you know when does it start some of the people say that you know for the female there's a specific time when you'd recognize when you become the female the female meaning the woman (laughs) excuse me Uh, you know when that time happens and it's interesting for men, young men, boys, because in certain cultures they celebrate with uh, certain type of parties, right? When you, reach, when you reach a certain age, then you're defined as a man, and all that. And for me, I had a definition of what I thought manhood was, and I thought it was when you got a job and you were able to really, you know, make some money and. Support yourself or, you know, help support the family. And I took that responsibility on when I was 13. I went out and got my first job when I was 13 years old. And I was very, very proud of that. And it was a sense of self-pride. And I wanted to be separated because there were so many people who were trying to lump me in and tell me I was one specific thing that I was so-called B.A.D because of the color of my skin. And the other day I heard someone say that African-Americans between the age of this and this are lazy. They don't want to have a job. They don't know how to perform in the workplace and so many other things. And it just really kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit because there are not many people who actually speak up for the African-American male. In this world and it seems as if the African American male is forgotten and it takes, let me just say this there's so many impactful people in the African American community and we lost one they're going to have his memorial on the 24th at I believe the Staples Center at Los Angeles, Kobe Bryant was an amazing, amazing soul on this earth who happened to have brown skin. He was a gentleman whose family uh, traveled the world uh, and uh, he learned Italian and was very respectful of people and found his gift very, very early to serve it back to the world. And there's so many And it just baffles me that people say this specific group between this age and this age don't know how to do this, don't know how to do that. When there's so many young businessmen that I know who are loving husbands, loving fathers, um, giving back to their communities, building up their communities in many ways, giving back uh, through mentorship and a lot of other things. And it's not very hard to find these gentlemen, it is just that I believe a certain core of people just refuse to acknowledge that we actually exist. Um, The latter is easier for you to talk about, for you to portray, for you to put on seven o'clock news. (laughs) That was my newscaster voice. I want to shout out so many men whom are tremendous individuals, tremendous souls who've given back so much to me, to my community, to the community at large, to the world with their talents, skills, and abilities. You know, Dr. Miles Monroe says something that I'll never forget, and nobody taught me this. They said, people aren't looking for you. They're looking for what you are carrying. Listen to that again. People aren't looking for you. They're looking for what you are carrying. Now, I've talked about seeds before, and I do believe that all of us are seeds. And I heard a story that said, you know, you could take a seed and you can put it in the middle of a tiled bathroom floor for 50 years and it will sit there and it will not grow because it is in the wrong environment and you can take that same seed that sat there for 50 years take it out plant it in the correct environment water it feed it cultivate it and it becomes what it is already here's what I know here's what I know because I'm a living witness to it When the refrigerator, when Mercedes-Benz, when Ralph Lauren and all these other names, before they send their product out, it is tested. Before the name is put on there, the product is tested. And it is ready to begin because it is finished. I want you to get that. So just as the car, the refrigerator, uh, the iPads, and the iPhones all tell you this is the name. Before that name is put on it, it is tested and it is sent out and ready to begin. That's how I believe we the human spirits are when we come into this beautiful world. And this is why time is so very important. And some people don't take advantage of time. Again, I'll quote Mr. T.D. Jakes, whom I love so much. He says, we are running out of time. We are running out of time. And we've got to run after our destiny. So many people I know who are running after their destiny, grinding, making it happen, believing that they are seeds that have been cultivated and ready to serve their gifts to the world. You see, just like that Japanese bamboo tree that takes five years to grow. I believe that about the human spirit. We are tremendously gifted people. When we were born, we were all born with a gift. It is up to us to figure out what that gift is, dig down deep, figure out what it is we are passionate about, cultivate that thing, serve it sunshine, put it in the correct environment, and poof, there is greatness walking. Sometimes when I see children, (laughs) I see their body types, I go, you know what? You're a million dollars walking. Some kids, you know, they just born with these athletic frames, you know. I'm like, do you run track? They're like, yes. I'm like, I I know you do. You play football? Yeah. Wow. Well, then you sit and you talk with the kids. You go, you really read a lot of books, don't you? They go, yeah. You're trying to figure it out some of them figure out very very quickly Uh, some people it takes time sometimes the cultivation process takes a little longer some people are just in the incorrect environment but i want to try to encourage all of you out there but specifically i want to encourage the african-american soul We are mind, body, and soul, all three together. We are. And what do we choose to do with the time that we have here? Having this human experience is very, very important and it should not be taken lightly. And so many people make us feel as if we do not deserve to be here. We're all created equal. We are all created equal. We are not three-fifths of people as much as they wanted us to be we are not three-fifths of people we are complete humans and is anyone else born of a woman you know it's so sad to me I was reading a statistic about how many books children's books are written and have dogs birds alligators cats elephants snakes as lead characters the proportion of black and brown stories that are given out to the world with black and brown children as leads are lesser than those of dogs, birds, cats, turtles, fish, sheep. It hurts my heart and this is why I'm going to do my part in dig down deep and try to serve back the gift that i believe in i, I have inside of me with the creative spirit and bring forth books into the world i speak it into existence but all of you are beautifully made you're all wonderful you're all spectacular imagine every day growing up and people telling you to your face you know what you are special. You are just the greatest gift. You are the brightest light. You are the most beautiful. You are everything that I want to be. You are extravagant. You deserve the best. Imagine if we heard those words. The reality is many of us will never hear those words from people because people are complicated trying to figure out themselves and insecurities and things that we have and sometimes we don't even know how to just tell another person good morning you're beautiful you beautiful soul i want to take a second to tell you about something that i love and I've had a love for it for many years. Now, I found out a few things which are a little disheartening, but I still want to honor this space in my life. Now, I had a neighbor named Miss Helen and when I grew up in Irvington. Very, very kind woman. And she loved wrestling. And I loved wrestling. I loved Jimmy Superfly Snooker, I love Kamala the Ugandan Giant, I love Sergeant Slaughter, I love Jimmy Superfly Snooker, I loved Hulk Hogan, I loved Jake the Snake Roberts, I loved Tito Santana, I can go on and on, I had all the action figures man, I was a wrestling fanatic fanatic, (laughs) but at the time it was called World Wrestling Federation, you'd be waiting for that on Saturday mornings, World Wrestling Federation and they'd have Mean Gene Okerlund who would interview all the wrestlers, you see these gentlemen, their incredible bodies and the way they would just come out and command microphone and command the stage and fly around the ring oh my goodness it's so exciting can you tell i love wrestling now did i ever want to be a wrestler no (laughs) i don't know if i could have took the pain man honestly i'm a lover not a fighter anyway uh I want to talk about this incredible gentleman that many of you may not even know about. I think you know about his offspring. But I want to tell you about an incredible gentleman whom I did admire. We're going to talk about the WWE Hall of Famer, Rocky Johnson. Rocky Johnson. Now, again, this is now called WWE, which is World Wrestling Entertainment. But when he was a part of it, it was called, I still believe... World World Wrestling Federation. So let's give a little bit of history about this incredible African-American man. WWE is saddened to learn that Rocky Soul Man Johnson, born Wade Douglas Boyles, the WWE Hall of Famer, former World Tag Team Champion and father of Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. Has passed away at the age of 75. Please forgive the sound. It is pretty cold out. You know, when you have a boiler, it's automatic. You put the water back in the boiler so that the heat can come in the house. Anyway, uh, does anybody know who Dwayne the Rock Johnson is? <laughs> Dwayne, can you smell what the Rock is cooking? Dwayne the Rock Johnson. This was his dad, Rocky Johnson. Johnson's sports entertainment career began in the mid-1960s when he made a memorable, memorable impression in the National Wrestling Alliance. Now, this is a little bit before me, but the NWA, which was then called the National Wrestling Alliance, However, Johnson found his highest levels of success when he began his WWE tenure in 1983. Now, I don't believe it was called WWE in 1983, but maybe I could be wrong. The physically imposing and widely charismatic Johnson had several memorable rivals with the likes of Greg the Hammer Valentine. Greg Valentine, come on, man. Don Morocco and Adrian Adonis. Come on, Adrian Adonis. He found his greatest success when he teamed up with Tony Atlas as the Soul Patrol. Now, for those of you who don't know, Google who Tony Atlas was too. Tony Atlas was in incredible shape. These two gentlemen were like, I mean, two brown brothers out there looking incredible doing their thing it, it was man so anyway uh they formed the soul patrol and the two men became the first african-american world tag team champions in WD, wwe history excuse me when they defeated the wild samoans <laughs> on december 10th 1983. now let's talk about the wild samoans for a minute okay Now, the Wild Samoans, to me, uh, were from the Isle of Samoa, right? They would say, from the Isles of Samoa, we bring in (laughs) the Wild Samoans. And they were tag team champions for a long time. And uh, uh, Luke, ah, what was his name? Oh, my gosh. I got to remember his name. Their manager. He was so cool. Lou Albino, <laughs> Albano, excuse me, Lou Albano. That's right, he was uh, he was the manager of the Wild Samoans back in the day. He was actually in Cindy Lauper's video. I believe girls just wanna have fun. Anyway, a little history lesson there. I know, I'm going way back, y'all, way back. So the soul man retired from the ring in 1991. This imprint. Continued to be felt in the WWE for years to come. Post-retirement, Johnson had a hand in training his son, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, major mega movie star. The Rock would become one of the biggest stars in the history of the sport of entertainment and carried out and on his father's legacy with pride. 2008, Johnson achieved the highest honor in sports entertainment when he was inducted by The Rock, his son, into the WWE Hall of Fame, where he will be forever enshrined as one of sports entertainment's most influential performers. That's Rocky Johnson, one of the first African-American wrestlers that I really, really admired. And I don't know if you all have heard of him, but I wanted to pay homage to him, uh, this black history month. And he recently passed away and I wanted to do a podcast in honor of him because so many young boys love wrestling. Let me tell you, I used to go to school, man. We used to talk about all the moves of figure, figure four leg lock. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, see the pile driver or you jump off the rope and you come down with an elbow on somebody or you run across the ring and you come and you put a leg over their neck like you know and we thought it was real meaning that we didn't know that the fights were choreographed (laughs) (laughs) and people would tell us we'd be like y'all are crazy what are you talking about you know what I mean these guys are putting it in You know, when you're a young kid, that's, you know, you see these guys, they become your heroes, you know, come on, man. It was beautiful. It was beautifully staged athleticism at its highest. And it still is. And these are incredible athletes, incredible athletes who put their lives on the line to entertain people, you know, and a lot of these uh, gentlemen and ladies traveled the world to bring entertainment to people. And I respect them tremendously for their work ethic, for their drive, for their discipline. Uh, now what's incredible is that here's a gentleman who has an incredible gift. And his son realized the gift. And I remember watching videos of Dwayne Johnson watching his dad in the ring. I don't know if Dwayne always knew he was going to follow in his dad's footsteps. But what an amazing gift to give your son. For so those of you who say, oh, African-American men, they're lazy. They do this, they do that. They rob, they steal, they... They're on drugs, they... You know? I'm like, come on, man. Get over it, dude. We are a fantastic group of people is what we are. And these are just a few gentlemen that I talk about. I could talk about so many that I know who... have doesn't... I, I mean, it just breaks my heart. But Rocky Johnson... paved the way for so many great athletes. And really his son, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now, I remember when The Rock started in the WWE, The Rock came out, he had, he was so charismatic. I mean, he's a light-skinned, pretty boy. You know, we call him pretty boys because I'm (laughs) dark-skinned. I'll give you a little history lesson. So, what happened was, back in the day, we had like the house Negroes, and we had the field Negroes. (laughs) That's kind of, sort of, sometimes you want to laugh it off, but you really can't, because it's institutionalized. It's put in our brains that, you know, the light-skinned Negro was better than the dark-skinned Negro. But anyway, I remember uh, growing up, we used to always just call the light-skinned uh, African-American boys. We call them pretty boys, pretty boys. Anyway, and then Denzel Washington came along and that all changed, right? Tyson Beckford, all these, uh, Lou Gossett Jr., and so many great, great Brown skinned, dark skinned African Americans came on the screen and changed the whole narrative. It's deep, y'all. It's deep. It goes deep. So, anyway, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, um, pretty boy, came on out. Can you smell bizarre, what The Rock is cooking? And he would just go, man. And he, oh, you could just tell he loved entertaining people. And he had a great mentor, his dad. His dad taught him how to be a showman, an athlete, how to take care of his body, how to honor his body, himself, his craft. What an amazing thing to see as an African-American boy, young man growing up, to see people who look like me achieving greatness in this world. And a lot of people know The Rock, but not a lot of people know his dad Rocky Johnson who teamed up with Tony Atlas and Tony Atlas was a bodybuilder I believe before he became a wrestler so I just want to really pay homage and for some of you uh, maybe you could pass this podcast on to someone who may be a little bit ignorant as to uh, what African Americans have really really contributed to society and I'm only giving you a few you know I can continue with this and and bring you many, many great people. And I'm going to do another podcast after this because my goal was to do one every day. And I know I got a little off, but I hope that with the ones that I did do this month that you actually got a little bit of uh, good information. Um, some historical information, um, even some information about some incredible uh, African-Americans who are doing incredible things today in 2020. Now, The Rock actually had a chance to do something amazing there were some wwe performers who actually were making the transition from the ring to the big screen and dwayne the rock johnson because of all the charismatic skill that he has this is an african-american man who is a box office draw any movie that the rock has done has sold out has been number one he does comedies he does you know i mean. It's amazing to watch this man and his work ethic, from what I've heard, is just incredible on set. And it takes a lot it takes a lot. I'll tell you this. One thing I learned about The Rock is that he has a body double. And what he did was he went in the family and he has a cousin, I believe. I believe it's a cousin who looks kind of very, very similar to him in every way in his body type. And I believe they work out together. So his body double, stunt double, and I believe Rock does do his own stunts sometimes, but his bigger, bigger ones, he actually has a family. He has his cousin and what a way to keep it in the family, so to speak, you know, give your family member an opportunity to make some money, right? To build some wealth as well. And what an incredible thing to see. Um, but again, think about it. How many of us are having offspring? And because we, as a people, have been told we're nothing, we pass that on to our children. Just think of all the greatness, all the things that, all the people, all the skills that we missed. It makes me sad, you know. I want to bring joyful things on my podcast, but sometimes it makes me sad because, uh, again, I'm doing this show about Emmett Till. What What a gift he was. A lot of people don't know the story of Emmett Till. I hope you might come out to uh, check out the piece. It's very interesting. It's more play with music than it is a musical, in my opinion. It can be told as a straight play, too, though, I do believe. Uh, Pretty loaded, pretty deep, uh, young boy, full of life, full of spirit and was taken away so very young. But anyway, getting back to uh, Rocky Johnson and Dwayne the Rock Johnson, these two incredible gentlemen serving their gifts to the world seed was planted. Rocky Johnson's father had something special. I don't know very much about Rocky Johnson's father, but obviously he had something special and he cultivated it and passed that on to his son, Rocky Johnson. And Rocky Johnson said, you know what? I'm going to be the first to do X, Y, and Z. And he went into an arena where there weren't a lot of African American wrestlers and dominated the sport, dominated the sport. And there's something about being able to dominate and not dominate other men, but just dominate the, the sector of what, of where you are working, of where you are serving your gift, right? And I believe probably, I, I don't know, I can't speak for Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, but I believe he probably goes to work no days. <laughs> uh, well, excuse me, he probably goes to a job no days, forgive me, let me rephrase that. He's in his work and he's living in his work. But he doesn't go to a job because he's living his dream and serving it back to the world and living in his work. Like so many greats, so many great people are doing so many great things out in the world. Good people. Um... Uh, I'm working with an incredible cast right now. I've worked with so many great African-Americans in general, but I've worked with so many great African-American men over the years. Uh, There's a director. uh, Maybe I'll give you a podcast about him, about Mr. Kenny Leon and all the great things that he's doing. Maybe one day I may be able to uh, bring you an interview. He uh, is directing now. A great play, which is on Broadway. I'm going to get to see it because they are uh, incredible African-American actors in it. Uh, David Allen Greer and uh, Blair Underwood are starring in A Soldier's Play. And A Soldier's Play uh, was done as A Soldier's Story uh, as a movie. I remember seeing it as a young boy and being intrigued with these actors. And uh, just the the, the way it was written and the language of it all and seeing these men on stage. Denzel Washington was in uh, A Soldier's Story uh in the film version but now you have a soldier's play that finally made his way to broadway david allen greer who was uh, you know he was a big comedian back in the day on *The color he was known for that but um, he's done a lot of stage work and uh he's starring in uh, a soldier's play on broadway and these are great African-American actors who are, again, disciplined, focused, and serving their gifts back to the world. Now, for those of you who think that there are some lazy African-American men in the world, maybe there are. Maybe there are. But I got to tell you, I don't think any of us are born and not have that fighter spirit in us. Unfortunately, there are some circumstances that come up that some of us don't think we can get ourselves out of. There are some things that have been told to us that people actually believe the negative and not the positive they don't believe in themselves they don't believe they are the greatest gifts to this world and it's a bit of a psychological game that people play unfortunately to make us feel like we don't belong here go back to your country why don't you go back to Africa (laughs) so insulting I love being alive creator has decided that uh, I would be born uh, African in America I'm grateful I'm grateful I pray that I'm not defined by my weakest moments but that when I do leave this earth that someone might have something good to say about something that I tried to leave here on this earth which is a good word I've been fortunate enough to make a living to provide for myself and my family being an actor. And it is also wonderful. Thank you so very much for every opportunity that I've had. But there was something planted inside of me that I recognized at an early age. And I was able to be surrounded with incredible, incredible people. And There were some people who wanted me to go the other way, and I totally had to walk away from that. I made a conscious, deliberate, determined effort to try to become something. I believe it was Saving Prophet Private Ryan. I like this movie. The, one of the ending scenes, one of the characters says to his wife, I believe it was the one that they were saving, he said, just tell me I was a good man. He looked at his wife and just said, just tell me I was a good man because so many soldiers had died to save this one man. They went into harm's way to save one man. I don't want to get too deep on you, good people. I'm going to bring you another podcast after this one, but all of you matter. And I hope that doesn't sound cliche, but all of you matter. You are incredibly gifted. You are beautiful. You have something special. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale and so many others. Les Brown, Eric Thomas, I mean, Zig Ziglar, I mean, so many great motivational speakers out there. Get on the microphone and try to encourage people and to tell them how incredibly spectacular you are. How incredibly gifted you are and how you have the tools to be able to go out and make the life that you want to make. And sometimes we have to retool and restructure. We have to start over again and that's okay. Sometimes just try something that you believe in your spirit and may not work out, but that's okay. Then you go back in your toolbox and you grab another tool and you start to build again. Don't let anything stop you. Live your dream. Live your life. Some of you are so gifted with your hands, with cars. If you are gifted, they pay over $100 an hour to mechanics. Every time I take my car into Hyundai, they have a price. They say this is what the labor is gonna take for each part of the car, okay? They have different labor rates for different parts of the car because it takes 2.5 hours to do this, 30 minutes to do this, four hours to do this, right? If your car breaks down, they know the law. They say the law says this. The law of the car is if you don't do this, the car won't run. So this is what it costs, (laughs) right? The plumber says, hey, if I'm coming to your house, you're going to pay me 200 just for coming to look at the problem. Whoa, really? Yes. Because you have a problem. I have a solution. That's why you called me. Holy moly. Isn't that something? You are a problem solver. You are a problem solver. Nobody's probably ever told you that before in your life, but you are a problem solver. You are a way maker. You are a path clearer. Go not where there is a path. I'm trying to get this quote right. What do they say? They say, go not where there is no path and leave a trail of your own. Something like that. I can't remember the exact quote. Oh, it says, don't go where the path may lead, but go where, there, go where there is no path and make your own trail for other people to follow. Something like that. I mean, This is what you are. You are incredibly gifted. You are talented. You are worthy. You are. You can take care of your family. You can do that. You can put your mind to say, I am, I am, I am. You are gifted and to all my African-American males out there, I want to tell you, brother, you are gifted. You are special. You are incredibly talented. You have more gifts than you realize. And as you begin to grow, as you begin to really cultivate all the many gifts that you have, because none of us are one dimensional. You really only have to be good at one thing to have great success in this world, but we are loaded. So if nobody's told you, brother, I love you, man. You're awesome. You're great. I encourage you to follow your heart and your mind. And if you choose to have a family on this earth, I hope that you know that you are the foundation of the family. And the foundation has to be strong. And you are stronger than you imagine because if you happen to be blessed with a family one day you have to be able to bear the weight of your wife of your children and all the problems that are going to come in the winds winds and the storms and but you can handle it you're built for this you're incredibly special incredibly gifted and for all of my brothers out there who may happen to be listening to this and are incarcerated at this moment You are not defined by your weakest moment. You are gifted. And just because you made a mistake, don't let that mistake define the rest of your life. I hope And you can find something about yourself that you can say, this is a great part of me that I'm going to hold on to. Make my amends, make my apologies if I've done wrong. Recognize the wrong and head toward your greatness. You are incredibly gifted people. And sometimes we have to shut off the naysayers. Some of the ignorance that's coming out of some people's mouths these days it makes me sad because my son has to hear some of this sometimes. And I have to remind him that he is not to listen to the ignorant voices, but he's to listen to the voices whom are going to encourage him to be his greatest self. And my daughter. So good people, I hope that this podcast brought you some good information about WWE <laughs> Rocky Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Shout out. Thank you so much for choosing to subscribe to this podcast. It is greatly appreciated. Please pass it on to someone. It's only $5 for me to be able to continue to bring you good content. Enjoy your day. I'm going to do another podcast after this one. Bring you another brief history lesson. I will talk to you all a little later.